Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Time is kind of Welcome back to the second episode of the season of Smoky College Football Picks with the Bandit. If you took our advice last week, you would have had a banner week betting if you do that in a legal state because we do not condone any illegal wagering. Unfortunately, I live in a illegal wagering state, but I just discovered a B-O-O-K-I-E. I hear if you spell it, Bandit, the NSA doesn't know what you're talking about. How you doing there today, Bandit? Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great, Smokey. We are on fire with our picks. Uh, last week was a great week. Um, as I said, I threw them in a progressive um, 12 games. That's what we give the the listeners here. We give them 12 games, 12 picks. Um, you know, you went pretty well, seven, four, and one for Smokey. That's that's gonna that's gonna keep you eating all day. And uh, I went. 10 1 and 1. So um, we did pretty damn well. And here's interesting guess how we did on the picks where we agree. I'm betting pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Yeah. 6 and 0. 6 and 0 when Smokey and the Bandit agree. So who knows? I mean, regress so to the mean. What's that telling the listeners? <laughs> if we agree on a game, probably take it is probably what to, what to say there. But I also believe in regression to the mean. So obviously our picks aren't going to always be that fire. But, you know, you can't win them if you don't, if you don't start off with a good record. So I'm ready to go. Um, first off, observations from the first week of, of college football. What, 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 what stood out to you? A lot of underperforming performances on this podcast. We're not going to blast the SEC. The sky is falling if you listen to any of the professional talking heads. I, I'll tell you, I was listening to ESP, ESPNU on Sunday on SiriusXM. A little plug for SiriusXM there. And for like two hours, I had it on in the background. And all they were talking about how like the middle of the SEC is just as bad as all the other. Con- I'm like, okay, we got it. Let's recap Saturday a little, which we're doing here. So what were your thoughts about Saturday? I mean, my, my thought on it was that there's there's a lot of uh, uh, teams in, in college football that really, you know, could use some more practice and and use, you know, clean it up. But, you know, college football is like is like pizza. Right. Even when it's you know, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. Um, the games were, were very entertaining. I mean, I, I thought Oregon Auburn was was a fantastic game to watch. Um, it was a great finish. But it wasn't like the best football played. I mean, I enjoyed Boise State, Florida State, um, but that wasn't the best played game. Um, that's that's a you know Florida State's one of our pit, one of our one of our games uh, this week. Um, but you know we will get to that. But yeah, sloppy play all around. They could use a little bit more practice. But man, damn entertaining. I gotta and say. And one that. one thing that I'd like to say: the great thing about college football is you have multiple days of it, and if you're playing fantasy college football like we do on yahoo go ahead if you've got a guy in your team that's just not cutting it look at what somebody's doing you know for example i picked up bo Nix before that game started did he have a great game no in fact i may be cutting him but i had him on my bench i couldn't use him this week but i picked him up before his game started and if he had a monster game then i've got a great quarterback or i've got trade bait so think about that as i just gave the bandit here a little clue of what to do Pick up somebody right before they play, and uh, you know, because you could do that. You could cut people that aren't in your starting lineup and everything. So, a little bit of a tidbit for those of you playing Yahoo out there, because I am a, I might not be a professional gambler, but I am a professional fantasy sports player. 
And that's absolutely right. And and uh, uh, Smokey is undefeated in uh, college football leagues right now. He's five and won, zero. Five and zero. <laughs> he's absolutely uh, on fire. I mean, he's got five college uh, fantasy teams, won all five matchups. He's got the best team in our league. Although, you know, by the time we play, hopefully, I will have have discovered a couple of of gems to play against you. But we're going to give throughout the show. We're going to give a couple of pickups for those of you who are just interested in college fantasy. We're going to give you some lesser-known players that are, you know, probably going to at least make your team really somebody that you should think about picking up and plugging in there. Um, but let's go ahead and start getting into the games. We've got 12 games. Again, before we start the podcast, um, we make our picks completely separate. I make my picks. Smokey makes his. Um, and then we just kind of see what we've got. Um, Should I let really, the listeners know how I make my picks? A little, little, little secret behind the curtains here. What is that? I have a psychic talking dog, and he you, tells me <laughs> what. He likes. You're like son of Sam. You're like the son of Sam. Wasn't of, he of with pickers. a cat? Was he with a cat? No, it was a dog. You're right. It was, was a dog. dog. The dog told him to kill. And, and we did he... just discover he is still alive, son of Sam. So maybe I, um, the dog is channeling the son of Sam for those picks. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe you have the Son of Sam dog uh, or the reborn of it. But let's go ahead and get into the games here. We've got um, interesting one here uh, to start off the, the, the podcast. We've got Cincinnati at Ohio State. Ohio State's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this one? And for those of you that did not get to catch the Thursday night game, I'll tell you, I thought Ookla was going to be an up-and-coming team this year. They are not. I'm sorry, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're all wearing those. Uh, br- do they still give you brown paper bags at the grocery store, Bandit? I, I, I don't know, but UCLA, for those listeners that can't figure it out, is UCLA. Just oh, just, oh, just for those that, that are still figuring out who UCLA is. Anyway, are they already wanting to get rid of Chip Kelly there? I mean, he's so sneaky. He didn't mention that Josh Kelly wasn't going to play. How'd that turn out for you, Chip Kelly? That's right. I'm talking to you because we know you're a listener, you idiot. Yes, I had him in my starting lineup, and I still put up the most points in my fantasy. Question, if he gets the questionable tag this week, do you keep him in your lineup, or do you pull him out of your lineup, Bandit, in your fantasy? I, I don't know. I've got a question for you on that, because I like the pickup uh, in fantasy of Demetric Felton, who is the backup uh, at UCLA, and he's listed at wide receiver on Yahoo Leagues, but he's a running back. And he catches balls out of the backfield. So, I mean, that that's kind of a sneaky play there. Yeah, but you know who's throwing them those balls. <laughs> I know, I know. But he still he put up some good points, um, uh, uh, even against Cincinnati's, which got a pretty d- good defense. I mean, it's a tough situation to read. I picked him up just because I think that he might be trade baited. What's some the name? Not to put you on the spot, but what's the name of the quarterback again at, at UCLA? Um, well, it's 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 not Rosen Penis anymore. It's not no, Josh no, Rosen. No. He's stinking in the pros. Yeah, yeah, no. He can't um, even beat out Fitzmagic. Anyway, whatever the guy's name is, it reminds me of, remember that idiot, I think he played for Michigan, that refused to tie his shoes? Yeah, it's Dorian Thompson Robinson. Why does that name remind me of the idiot who refused to to tie his shoes? I don't know. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Wasn't it something, it was something Robinson at Michigan, I think. They must have had the same last name. Anyway, let's get to the game. Cincinnati beat Ookla without Josh Kelly, the beast of the NCAA Ohio State took their pedal off the metal. I mean, K.J. Hill, was he eating a sandwich during this entire game? Because he was nowhere to be found. I don't think Ohio State makes the same mistake this week. I think they roll Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not that good. All right. So I, um, I, I've got the other side of this. I'm actually taking Cincinnati in this one. Um, one yeah, of the did things you put is, any thought behind it? I did put some thought behind it because Justin Fields and uh, had a very good game. J.K. Dobbins was pretty much – 
you know, a non-factor against a not very good FAU team. And Fields had some protection issues. He His offensive line had a problem. Cincinnati had five sacks against UCLA. So I think Cincinnati can put some pressure on Justin Fields. I think – I'm not saying they win this game, but I think they keep it to a touchdown. So I like it. I like the 16-and-a-half points, and I'm going to take Cincinnati here. Don't feel great about this, but I will say Cincinnati's coach, Luke Fickle, is a former Ohio he's State – Fickle. Yeah, he's a former Ohio State guy. So he knows the team. He knows how to prepare for them. I think he's going to have some surprises for him. Possible upset alert, but um, I think Cincinnati probably keeps it at least close going into the fourth quarter. Question for you. After one start by Josh Fields, does he end up starting in the NFL or in the family business? Um, Justin Fields. Um, him too. Uh, um, the, uh, yeah, it, I mean, we're already ready to crown him the Heisman right you're now. Not, so you're not, you're not asking what the family business is. What is the family business? It's got to be Mrs. Fields' cookies, doesn't uh, it? Oh, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. I'll sneaky. be here all week, people. You'll be here all week. All right, well, let's go on to the next one. We've got Vanderbilt and the uh, much maligned SEC. At Purdue, your favorite college player, Rondale Moore. At Purdue, Vanderbilt, uh, Purdue is a seven and a half point favorite. So who do you like here? Another team that took their pedal off the gas, uh, only they must have hit the brakes because I could not. I, I listened to this whole game and five turnovers by Purdue. Five, count them, five. Not nine times, but five times. And I'll tell you what, Singler looked pretty good. Uh, Rondell Moore, he started out, he must have touched the ball like 11 times in the first three drives and then only three more times the rest of the game. Vanderbilt, that offense, I mean, they went up against Georgia, who we think could arguably have the best defense in the country. Uh, I, I, I think Keyshawn Vaughn, I predicted he was going to run all over Georgia. I was a little wrong, although I think he had about eight for 45, which is not bad. It's not running all over him. He'll have a much better game this week, but I think Purdue covers this spread. What was it, seven and a half, right? Seven and a half? Well, uh, yeah, so you think Purdue wins and covers the seven and a half? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm going, I'm going with the fighting Rondale Moores. Okay, so again, I'm going the other way on this one. I'm going with Vanderbilt. Um, I think that Vandy showed at least against – I don't know if this is Fromm. You know, I'm very high on – I think Fromm's going to have a good year. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I think that he struggled against Vanderbilt's secondary, and I think Vanderbilt has a pretty decent secondary. I don't think Rondale Moore is going to have, you know, that, that big a game here against Vanderbilt. And um, I like, you know, Purdue or Vanderbilt by a field goal. So I think you it's going to be close. Is I think from sucks. So I, okay, I well that's, that game. that is an important that is an important point. But I'm going to take Vandy in the points. That's two in a row that we disagree on. So we haven't given the listeners much much to chew on. Um, let's see what we got in the next one. We got Syracuse at Maryland. Cuse is a one point favorite. Who do you like? It's not San Dimas High School football rules. It's Dante Dimas High School football rules because that was one of my pickups of the week. If you're in a deep league, Dante Dimas, Maryland wide receiver. I'll tell you what, that Maryland passing attack sure did surprise some people this past week. I'm not rolling them out this week because with College Fantasy, you've got a lot of great players. Uh, I'm able to sit him on my bench and see if he repeats what he does, but if he's available in your league, that's uh, somebody you might want to scoop up there. What were your thoughts about the Maryland passing attack this past week? I, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to give it too much credit. I mean, any anybody that puts up seventy five points or whatever they put up, you gotta you gotta give it some seventy nine seventy nine points. You gotta give it. This some, is the battle of the uh, best defenses in the country. You know that because 
Uh, Maryland shut out Howard 79 to nothing, and Syracuse, who I thought looked terrible, shut out Liberty 24 to nothing. Well, I mean, that's the, but you also have to consider one's playing Howard and one's exactly. playing Liberty. That's, that's the thing. And, that, and that's the other reason why not to get too excited about Maryland's passing attack. I do think that, that there is something there. You, you know, at least keep an eye on it. I don't think there's a, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with picking up Dante Demas Jr. I think that that passing attack is going to come back down to earth a little bit. Um, I didn't get a pick on this game, but from you, but I'm going to take Syracuse here. I'm taking Cuse. I think Tommy DeVito maybe plays less like Danny DeVito and, and stole plays a my line. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Took your line on that. I have Tommy DeVito as my quarterback and I'm benching him actually. And in going into this Maryland game, um, he's got to show a little bit more. I, I picked up uh, a quarterback named Anthony Brown at Boston college uh, to play instead of DeVito. Um, I like Boston college. Wasn't that got the name a, of my quarterback? Um, it might've been once upon a time. No, uh, what's the name? Of, oh no, Anthony Gordon. I, Anthony I was like, Gordon. I was like, wait, I have the good Anthony Brown. No, I have the good Anthony Gordon. Who... No, but I'm going to take Syracuse uh, to uh, to win this game outright at Maryland. Who? What? What do you think? I'm going the same way. I agree with you. Uh, I don't think that Maryland passing attack again. It was against Howard. Although it does scare me that the Cuse. I didn't get to catch any of this game. It does scare me because I thought the Cuse and Tommy DeVito were going to be pretty good. And only 24 nothing against Liberty. Uh, I, so I don't really know what went wrong in that game. And, you know, typically I might have thought of this as my lock of the week with the Cuse going against and disrespecting the fighting Terpins and the, the Boomer Esiasons. But I, I, I'll tell you what, Cuse might not be that good. Tommy DeVito might be no Danny DeVito. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So we've got we've got two. This this next game, I, I don't know what the over is, but take the over. Um, in it, uh, I'd have to look it up. I would think the over would be about 74, 75 points. But we've got Nebraska at Colorado. Nebraska is a three and a half point favorite. Who do you like here? Yeah, uh, another team that absolutely no showed last week, but they they won. Nebraska. I mean, Adrian Martinez was one of the biggest busts of the week. I'll tell you what, if he doesn't perform this week, he got off to a really slow start last year. I ended up picking him up off the waiver wire last year, and he led me to a championship. And, you know, Colorado, I think they put up 52 points, and your boy Chenault was, was even on the field? Yeah, I mean, he didn't catch a ball until the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, I was, you know, he's he's my first-round pick in, in in our league. He's, he's a definite pro-ready receiver, but he's got Steven Montez, who also I have on my team, unfortunately. Um, throwing him the ball and you know I don't know what it was they didn't game the game plan specifically for Chenault uh, on offense there's some little things that they can do to get him the ball early in the game I expect them to do that against Nebraska you know maybe Colorado didn't want to show their hand against a a weaker Colorado State team and uh, didn't want to show it to Nebraska but they showed something putting up 52 for for me though I gotta say Nebraska's defense looked horrible um, last week, I, I really was looking at this like Nebraska cannot play defense whatsoever. They're going to have to beat people. Uh, you must have saw them early because they played pretty good defense late. I watched a lot of this game, and they they scored touchdowns every which way. They had a punt return. What's their big wide receiver? Uh, Spielman ran back a punt. They had a sack that caused a fumble that caused a touchdown. They had a pick. Six. I mean, they put up 23-plus points for me. Well, I mean, that's that that's good to know. I mean, they, they, they scored for fantasy purposes. When I saw and was watching the game, it looked like at least that you could pick apart Nebraska's secondary. 
Um, that's that's the thing that I was concerned about there. So I, I like Colorado in this game. I like evidently I'm liking a lot of teams getting points this week. Yeah, and I like Nebraska. And interestingly enough, uh, Chenault had his I believe his breakout last year against Nebraska. I believe he went for 177. And um, I, I think he'll have a much better week this week. I mean, obviously, if you own him in fantasy, you're starting him every week. Start your studs. Although, I have a question for you later when we're getting to a game uh, that we'll be covering later about starting your studs and everything. But I'm going to take the Nebraska side. I, I, I've got one share of Adrian Martinez. I've got one share of Chenault. And uh, like I said, I, I, I won all my games. I am starting Adrian Martinez this week. I, I think this is going to be an offensive explosion. I plan to listen to this game as well. Yeah, that should be a very entertaining game. And I will tell you before we move on, you, you actually have a pickup uh, on the Colorado side, uh, the running back, right? Uh, Alex Fontenot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he is getting the ball pretty regularly for Colorado. In this game, he should put up some points. So I may be um, starting him. He scored three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, most likely, he's already been scooped up in your league. You know, he was actually – I got him in a couple of leagues because a guy that you have that – I had one league and cut because he was supposed to put up the 0, 0.0 points. Is it Chris Brown, the Cal running yeah, back? Chris yeah, Chris Brown Jr., yep. Yeah, good call on that, Yahoo, 0. 0.0 points. 0. 0. 0.0, the guy gets 36 carries for God knows how many yards. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, and I had him sitting on the bench because of, you know, that, that same idea. We weren't, we weren't sure we if he was know. even going to play. He was unknown, yeah. Yep. Um, but I got him, so that's that's good to know. Um, so we got a really big game here. I mean, this is probably, you know, if I'm flipping between Nebraska-Colorado and another game, I'm looking at Texas A&M at Clemson. Uh, interesting line here. Uh, Clemson's a 17-point favorite. Who do you like here? Well, here's my question for you. My boy, my, my, my favorite boy, who I think I own in three of my five leagues, Joshon Corbin, Yep. had a monster week for A&M. Do you start him against that Clemson defense? I think you do because I think this is going to be a shootout. I mean, I think this is going to be a shootout, but that's just that's just my opinion. Um, I could be completely wrong about my read on this game. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, what's his name? I can never pronounce this guy's name. Eskian. Uh, Etienne. 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 Pardon me. I had to think of who you were talking about. I'm like, <laughs> I always butcher his name. Well, that's not even close, man. He looked awesome. And as you could see, that saying his name summons the devil, uh, A-L-E-X-A. <laughs> the A-Lady in the background. Uh, yeah, at, sorry at, if we set off anybody else's device out there, but Trevor <laughs> Lawrence did not look good in this past week. Um, no, they, no. I mean, they, they their running game looked fantastic, and everything else looked kind of bleh from, from the passing game. And, and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, his one pick was at the end of the half, and it wasn't really a pick. He was just trying to make something happen at the end of the half. But – I mean, it was really lackluster, um, yeah. but I, I think it's he's going to bounce back. I think Trevor Lawrence has a back, back, bounce back week here, but I think A&M and Kellen Mund, I mean, I think he might be, you know, uh, an up-and-coming quarterback. I, I think he's going to put up some points, even against that Clemson defense. I like A&M in the points. I think I had Mund in our league last year, and one week he was great, and the next week he was terrible. He's a turnover machine. Uh, I like A&M in the points as well. Um, I oh, think, wow. I think I'm going with A&M in the points here. Didn't Clemson give up like 20? Who did they play? I'm, some of these games. They played did, Georgia Tech. Oh, they played Georgia Tech. Okay, I'm sticking to somebody else. Then. No. Yeah. Georgia Tech did not look very good. Yeah, but they were going from the triple Lindy to like a real offense. So, yeah, 
you got to give him a and couple it, games. And in one of my deep leagues, I had to play that Georgia Tech running back. He went for about 60 yards, and he did uh, Mason. And he, as I mentioned last week, if you're in a deep league, pick up Mason. He went for about 40 or 50 yards, and he did he did push one into the end zone. So he had a nice week for me against the Clemson D that, again, they could arguably be a top three defense in the country. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, so, so that's interesting. We've got a couple games that we agree on now. The next game is, you know, this is just a weird line, really. It's it's tough for me to kind of figure out. Um, I kind of feel like we have second week overreaction sometimes to things. I don't know if this is an overreaction, but we've got Louisiana Monroe at Florida State, and Florida State is a 21-point favorite. I, I feel like that's kind of a low line, but maybe not. Um, what do you think here? Well, it all depends on whether or not Florida State is properly hydrating. Did you hear their idiot coach? Oh my gosh, that Taggart, man. Taggart, you're killing me, man. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have enough hydration on the sideline. That's why we burned out in that hey, game. Hey, hey, Taggart, they probably have a media one oh one course somewhere at Florida State. You may want to take it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I think the hydration really kept them from, from falling on that fumble instead of trying to pick it up and run it down the field from your own three-yard line. There's, like, three Florida State players trying to pick it up at the same time. It squirts out, and then, like, you know, the Boise State uh, uh, backer, whoever it was, fell, falls on it. It's like that had nothing to do with hydration, unless you're just saying your players are stupid when they get dehydrated. So you're saying that the Florida State players look like a monkey effing a football. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much on that play, and pretty much that whole second half against Boise State, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, I did call it on the podcast. I did say you could go back and listen to the tape. He could be one of the best deep threats in the nation, Tamer Ryan Terry. How do you hit the guy for a 75-yard pass on the second drive of the game, and the guy doesn't even get 100 total yards in the game? I believe he finished with 99. I got to tell you, the, the, the problem with James Blackman, the uh, Florida State quarterback, I watched this whole game. I, somebody's going to write something about this at some point. He is a single-read quarterback, which means that they run a lot of play action or some type of boot or something like that, and they literally give him one read. And if it's there, he completes it. If it's not, he throws it away. He goes through no progressions whatsoever. He didn't go through a single progression that entire game. So, yeah, he hit he hit your boy um, t Terry for uh, a 75-yard touchdown, which was on a bubble screen, right? It's like the simplest read in all of college football. You see the back or you see the wide receiver, you throw it. And then he ran it for 75 yards. So, yeah, I can, I can understand how that ha happened. Um, but somehow I think Monroe, I think it's disrespectful to Florida State. They have to bounce back. Maybe they get some Gatorade on the sideline, and uh, Florida State covers the 21 is what I'm thinking. Well, if you listen to our other podcast, Conspiracy College Football, you will learn that Florida State hates the Gators so much that they're not allowed to have Gatorade on the sideline. So <laughs> oh, nice. That podcast, nice. And, and that's how the hydration issue happened. But I'm going with you, Florida State. If they can't cover this, it's going to be a fun year for us Gators fans bashing it, uh, Florida State. It is going to be the trail of tears for the Seminoles there. Uh, and if they if they can't show up against Monroe. The Gators um, may have looked bad, but our two biggest rivals looked even worse. That's absolutely right. <laughs> Florida State and Tennessee, and you know what? You are a perfect setup, man, because that is the next game. We got BYU at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee favored by three and a half. Um, I, I, I was flip-flopping on this game like a fat man in a waterbed, as we like to say on the podcast. Who do you got in this one? I was right there with you in that waterbed flip-flop on this one <laughs> oh, as well. God. 
because BYU did not look good against Utah. That Utah defense, I had them in a couple of my leagues, enjoyed a nice 20-point outburst because that Utah offense did not look good. I know your guy, Zach Moss. Yeah, definitely not early, but they just wore. They just ground down BYU in the second half and, you know, just basically submitted them. Does it sound weird after mentioning that waterbed line to say ground and pound? Is there... <laughs> <laughs> it does sound a little Is that weird. Politically correct these days. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's not like Tennessee looks good against Georgia State. You know, Georgia State in Atlanta in the gas stations is still playing the highlights from that game on loop. You know that. I'm predicting the best thing we may get out of this game is, as the kids call it, they call it a meme, I believe. A meme. I like it. Did you hear about the meme that came out of the Tennessee game uh, last week? No, I didn't. This is classic. You know who Justice is? It Smalling or Smallage, that actor in yeah, Chicago? Yeah, sure. There was a meme going around of him saying, who would pay somebody to beat them? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because I think they paid um, they paid like $600,000 or yeah, something yeah, something yeah. ridiculous like That's that classic. to Georgia State. Whoever put that together is just – how come you could be that politically incorrect in a meme but you can't in real life? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you ask – the, uh, the 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 listeners um, what they thought of the of, of the Tennessee can you can you pay someone why would you pay someone to beat you uh, I think you just great... asked them that I think you yeah. just <laughs> I I did just I did just ask him that but why don't you give him the uh, yeah the let us know what Twitter. you think about the and, and if it's just whatever the guy's last name is the idiot in Chicago who paid people to beat him up let us know what you thought of the Tennessee meme if you saw it you can tweet us in at Smoky Bandit CFB or email us in and we promise to get the email correct this time it's smoky and the bandit is cfb CFB. we almost promised to get the email right smoky and the bandit cfb at yahoo.com i'll tell you what i plan to listen to 0.0 minutes of this game but i gotta take tennessee on this side because i I don't think byu is that good either all right we both flip-flopped and both ended up on the same side i'm taking tennessee as well I got to think that Tennessee's going to bounce back and that BYU is just, you know, they, they just did not look very good in the second half against Utah. They should, Tennessee should win this game. I think it's a little bit, again, of an overreaction that they're only favored three and a half. Um, all right. So the next game, we're staying in the SEC. We've got Arkansas at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, a seven point favorite. Who you like here? What did the Tennessee fans say to the Arkansas and Ole Miss fan? What did they say? Thank God you guys are in the SEC. Otherwise, we'd be the worst team. <laughs> oh yeah, they, those two, te- these two teams, Ole Miss and and Arkansas, looked you know not that great, not very good, as Steve Spurrier would say. Um, I learned just because Arkansas Bills Trey Knox is the next Rondell Moore doesn't make it true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you picked him back up though, didn't you? No, I just didn't cut him. I, I think I, I, I had so many other guys that I was able to cut. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll give him one more week on my team. But I, that Arkansas pass, you know, even though singular for Purdue is no good or not that great, whoever – I can't even remember the name of the quarterback at Arkansas. I can't even pronounce the name of the state. He's terrible. I, I'm taking Ole Miss. At least Scotty Phillips might have a nice game here. All right. I, I think Scotty Phillips has a big game here. I think Ole Miss, you know, they, they, they looked – you know, pretty decent against Memphis last week. I mean, Memphis is a pretty decent team. I mean, just keep that in mind as we go further through the season. Um, I like Ole Miss to cover this win by two touchdowns, and this is my lock of the week. You got it right here. I've got Ole Miss minus seven against a really bad Arkansas game, uh, team that really struggled against Portland State, of all people. 
Um, and, you know, just in case you're wondering, that horrible uh, Arkansas quarterback, I believe, is Ben – what is his name? Ben Hicks. Ben okay. Hicks, that's Not the guy that you're thinking of. Not to be confused with Bo Hicks. Bo yeah, Hicks and I think he, I think he might Hicks have been either. benched at some point, or at least he was hurt and, and came out for a series. Is it the Portland State Seagulls? Because if it's not, it should be. It's the Vikings. The Portland that State makes no Vikings. Sense. That makes does, sense. It does make no sense. Um, all right, so we got we got four more games on the podcast. We're coming down the home stretch. Got a got a four pretty you know pretty entertaining games. We've got the first one here, Miami at North Carolina. Miami a six point favorite. Who you like? Mac Brown acts as if he won the championship last week. Uh, he is so there. happy, isn't he? Oh, God. He's so happy over there at North Carolina. I'll tell you what. North Carolina does not have the Florida Gator pass rush, which is the only thing that saved us. I was like, really? Ten sacks? Ten? Miami had two weeks to prepare for this game. I, I just don't see any way Miami loses this game. I'm taking Miami. Uh, yeah, I, I like Miami as well. I'm, I'm on the same side of this. Uh, I think it comes down to the quarterback play. I was really impressed with Miami's quarterback, uh, Jaron Williams. I, I thought he did a pretty good job in that in, in that Florida game. Um, you know, North Carolina has the uh, the top recruit Sam Howell, who's a, a true freshman. Um, I think that North Carolina just comes back down to earth, and you know, against South Carolina, North Carolina had two sacks. So I, I don't see Miami getting sacked ten times in a game, and um, I, I, I see them, you know covering the six points, covering this by, by maybe uh, 10 points here. That, that, that's the way I see it. Or more, Miami takes it. Um, all right, so we've got three more games. We've got Stanford at Southern Cal. Uh, really interesting. Who's going to play quarterback for either of these two teams? Southern Cal is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like? Who knew in the second week of the season we'd already have a bowl game, and this one's called the backup quarterback bowl. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because both Costello and who's the kid from Southern Cal? Uh, Daniels. Daniels. That's right. Um, are he's out both, for the year, Daniels. He's out. Costello may play. There's a chance. You're so you're saying there's, there's a chance. chance. Yeah. Um, who do you like in this one? Uh, can I get a disclaimer? If touchdown Tommy Vardell is leading the cheers on the sideline, I'm taking Stanford. But I, I followed a little of this USC game. Um I like the running attack by USC, but that quarterback, whoever that freshman is, I mean, maybe after a week of practice, he'll be better, but he looked awful. If I've got a USC wide receiver, even Vaughn's, I'm probably sitting them against Stanford. I'm, I'm looking for – there's somebody you can pick up on the waiver wire. That quarterback just – he looked like he couldn't even spell the word quarterback. That's how bad he was. But Yeah, I got a real Stanford. problem in our league because one of my um, wide receivers is St. Brown uh, yeah. at Southern Cal. And I've got to think about what to do there. That's why I made a couple waiver claims. Um, I will say that I thought Stanford's defense did a really good job against Northwestern. I mean, they pretty much held them in check the entire game until like the last four minutes. I think uh, Northwestern finally got on the board with the touchdown. Um, I like Stanford to keep this, you know, SC uh, offense in check. And I like them to, to, to win the game outright. So I certainly like them getting the two and a half. So you and I both agree on this one. That's. Gosh, that's that's uh, six games I think in a row that we've agreed on. See if we can find one we disagree on. Um, we've got Cal at Washington. Cal fourteen point favorites. Who do you like? No. Oh no, I'm sorry. Cal is a fourteen point underdog. Gosh, why well, I, I I I can't read my own I was writing. really gonna like my lock of the week when I was getting fourteen in Washington. I'm locking this one up. You know, a lot of people forget that Jacob Eason, I think he was at Georgia maybe. He was a former five-star recruit. He looked really good. 
you know, and, and he, rumor was uh, maybe they were just playing it sneaky. We didn't even know who was starting until like the day before this game. I'll tell you what, Washington, they could hit you with the run and the pass. You know, Cal is really Chris Brown. I don't expect him to repeat his performance. His 30, you know, maybe he'll get a lot of carries, but Washington defense isn't terrible. I'm going to lock this one up this week, and I'm taking me some Washington Huskies. You know, I mean, you got to you got to figure out when to when to audible sometimes. And you know, I came into this and I was thinking Cal. I completely forgot about Eason, and um, you, you know, also I, completely forgot always go against my locks. <laughs> yeah, that that's an excellent that's an excellent excellent point. So. I mean that's that's the thing is you got to go against the smoky locks sometimes. But you actually went two locks last week. You kind of cheated, and you you hit one of the locks and you missed one of the locks. So they, you're they still 50-50. I like you to get at least to positive territory. You know I had Cal originally. Now nah, I'm gonna stick with my. I'm gonna stick with Cal. I'm gonna stick with Cal just to spite you, um, just because it's your lock and I got to go against your lock. So I had Cal originally. Um, I don't really know why I can't even get the points spread right, but you like Washington to score to, to score big in this game and cover the two touchdowns. I think Cal is going to somehow keep it keep it closer than that. So I'm gonna stick it with Cal. Um, and frankly, I tossed a coin to come up with Cal in that game. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out which way or the other. Um, so I'll stick with it. Um, all right, so we got the last game, and this is the one that you know everybody's going to be tuning in for. Um, it is, you know, I think number number six versus number eight or some, something along those lines or five or seven. We've got LSU going to Texas at Texas. Uh, LSU, a five-point favorite. Who do you like here? You know, and this was another one. You stole my line already, so I've got to come up with a new line. Flip-flop more times than a fat man in a waterbed. So you Can't were flipping and flopping on this. I did not oh, flip-flop on this game. I I'm, picked it and I went. I'm I flipped and I flopped. I was debating surf or turf. I red or white. I have no idea. I'll have to come up with a new line there. But I think I'm going to go with Texas. I like Joe Burrow. Um, I think I'll take the points. You know, this should be about a three point game probably. Joe Burrow looked great against a cupcake performance, a cupcake team last week. I'll tell you what. If Joe Burrow has another four or five touchdown uh, game. Sneaky, sneaky guy. He's going to sneak there into the Heisman, early Heisman talk. But I'm going to go with the Texas side. It's at Texas. And uh, give me the Longhorns. I can't believe the Longhorns could be. If, if the Longhorns win this game, they're in the national conversation. Yeah, but, I mean, Burrow plays for LSU. That's what I'm trying to get. So I, I'm on both sides. I'm on both sides, yeah. LSU. <laughs> I know Joe Burrow plays for LSU. Texas has their own Heisman guy. Yeah, but, they've got Ellinger, right? So, yeah, so, yeah. so, I mean, what you're saying is that 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 Burrow's going to this a... game is going to be looking good for the Heisman, and LSU still has to get through Alabama. Who's te- well, Texas? I guess has to get through Oklahoma and that behemoth of a quarterback there. So yeah, I'll tell yeah. You what, whoever wins this game is looking pretty good. They they, they control their own destiny. But I'm going to take the Texas side, and I'm just hedging my bet. You know, if Joe Burrow has a great game, I caught the Heisman talk early. I just think Texas has got a lot of swagger, and, and I, I love the, this game at home. I think Ellinger probably didn't have a, a great game in week one. I think he probably is due for a better game. I had him in our fantasy league all last year. Um, he was very good last year um, because somebody dropped him. I'm not going to say who. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I like Texas here. I like getting the points, too. I, I feel like this could be just an epic. I think we've got Oregon-Auburn um, part two. Here with with this matchup, I'll be shocked if one of these teams blows out the other. 
Um, but I think that that really this could be just a final drive game, and I'm going to take Texas in the points. Um, I think that that's that's the way it's going to go. So you know we've got some games we disagree on, some games we do agree on. Um, that's another that's another week. I mean, if you're if you're going with the picks, we're on fire right now. Uh, combined, what like like six and zero oh when we agree. Um, that's it. Uh, final thoughts. At least if LSU and Tennessee lose, I mean LSU will be a respectable one. But then I can listen to two hours of the ESPN U talking heads. So, oh, the SEC is so terrible. <laughs> so at least I have that to look forward to on Sunday. But. Now, a little bit of fantasy advice, you know, if you're wondering who to pick up, last bit of fantasy advice, I guess. Always look at the Big 12 and the Pac-10 because nobody knows how to play defense in those leagues. That's right. That's right. All right. And we are out. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go. Short time.